This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Warning! The following podcast contains adult language, adult content, weird and unusual stories that all happen to be true. We didn't start this war on safety, but we're going to fight that safety war and we're going to win it. This is Jim Polzel with Safety Wars. I came across an article in a popular magazine this week about an aerospace company that you've all heard of. The name isn't important because this is a lot of different organizations. The organization hires based on, not on education, but based on experience and being able to be hands-on. So I researched the job boards online for this company and sure enough, all the positions that you would think would be heavy on education. I'm talking like masters, PhD level, advanced certifications and everything else. We're not on there. We're not requirements for any of the jobs that's seen except for a couple of them like accounting and things of that nature. And more commonly, what were they looking for? At least in the job descriptions. Associate's degree rather than a bachelor's or master's and experience. Were you able to solve problems, identify problems and everything else? So with this and another, no, other companies and organizations, this is always a debate. What do you look for? How does this manifest itself in the ridiculous world of health and safety credentials? I'm told that there are over 300 safety credentials out there from professional organizations. If you look at my resume, you'll see a ridiculous amount of credentials. I'll be the first to admit it. And everyone knows if you're a listener, how I got them all. The bottom line is this, can you do the job? Now, when I hire someone, that's what I look at. Okay, they may have credentials, they may have this, they may have that, but can they actually do the job? Credentials, I'm not poo-pooing them, but they're really good if you have to deal with attorneys and insurance companies and in certain organizations. You have a lot more credibility where you're, if you have a credential, like a CSV, ASV, CIH, CHMM, any of those, rather than sounding like a blowhard and not having any credentials and you're coming up with this stuff. When you have letters after your name, it's a lot easier. I'm not gonna lie about that. But let's not discount the experience that we need as safety professionals that you need to fight that safety war that we have to fight every day. You have leadership, that's one thing. You're not gonna learn leadership at, at school. That's something that you have to be exposed to and internalized. Experience. Here's another one. Experience you get through experience. Someone cannot impart experience to you. I can impart knowledge to you. I may be able to train you. I may be able to educate you. But experience is important. And what's one of those? They call it life experience, where you have enough ups and you have enough downs in life where you know that things tend to work out. That's how I define life experience. Are you likable? If you're a jerk, no one's going to want to deal with you. Are you punctual? Punctuality is important because are you wasting other people's time when you're late for a meeting or you run overtime? I run overtime all the time in meetings. That's one of my things. But if I run overtime, why are we running overtime? Is it because I give stories or I give knowledge or experience or is it related to the thing? Is everybody interested? No, we've all been in uh, training sessions and meetings where things go on a roll and people start discussing things and everything else. The way I like to run a safety training session is I like to get input and feedback from everyone and have like a conversation and keep everybody in grit and engaged. 
Presentation. How do you present yourself? Are you orderly? Are you neat? Are you a mad scientist? Do you dress appropriately for the job? All that stuff. How should you dress? I always say one level above the workforce. And if you go any more than that, you're going to have a problem. Here's another one. You need to know how to use a freaking computer. What kind of operational discipline do you have? You have to have some kind of operational discipline where you're doing the same, you have a system set up, and you're disciplined in doing it. How, how does that manifest itself for a safety professional? So with my people, they know every week there's a schedule. You have to go to this meeting, you have to conduct this meeting, you need to do this. Every day, the paperwork needs to be done by this time. Now with the COVID questionnaires that we have to fill out on some of our projects, they have to be done at this time, this time, this time, and this time. Lunch is from this time to this time. I don't micromanage anyone. It sounds like, Jim, you're micromanaging. We're not talking micromanaging. You need to have some type of discipline, operational discipline and consistency in everything that you do. Because if you set up a system, you're better able to manage things, run a company, and of course, you know what's coming, you're able to fight that safety war. You need the ability to adapt to different situations. What are we talking about? I get thrown curveballs all the time. I don't have a corporate job because I like to get thrown curveballs and manage them. Not every day, but I like to adapt to different situations, different people, everything else. You have to adapt, for example, when if a piece of equipment is not working properly, how do we get a piece of equipment that does work properly? Do we build capacity into the system so you're able to adopt and be resilient to every situation? Do you have a willingness to learn? This is another thing. Are you willing to learn? As a safety professional, especially in the first part of your career, you better learn how to learn. You better have a discipline of, hey, professional development, even if your employer has no system, put your own system in for yourself and maybe for your team. And this is just scratching the surface. There's a lot of other things that need to go into this. So I look on this aerospace company and the safety professionals that they advertise for don't actually require certifications. So this article that was written in this popular magazine was absolutely consistent with what the company advertised. Once you get into the company, who knows, but at least when they're advertising, they wanted to go and have uh, people in there. Now, some organizations have a little bit of a different take on things. They don't want you have to have credentials because then they don't have to pay you. And then once you get credentials, they don't want you working there. And you're going to say, why? I'm credentialed. I worked hard. I'm showing my value to the organization. Well, if you're dealing with sane people, with people who do not have issues, right, who are not control freaks, then, okay, you added value to the organization. Now, what you need to realize is what kind of organization you're working with. Is it an organization where, hey, I'm now a certified industrial hygienist? They're like, hell, that, I don't, that doesn't matter to me. That sounds like you're going to cost me a hell of a lot more money. So get the hell out. And they harass you out of the job. Once I got the ASP, the first part of the CSP, I had people who refused to work with me. So, uh, because now all of a sudden, you're credentialed. Your standard of care has gone up a lot. Especially in some jurisdictions, it goes up really a lot. And you end up now having to point out problems to resolve problems. If you don't do them, guess what? Your ass is 
someone else's. So what do you have to find out? What credentials are they actually looking for, necessary, and everything else? What's the organization looking for? You need to do research, especially if you're looking for a job. So this is basically what it comes down to. You need to know your workforce, know the company, and look after what you're doing. What do I, where, where do I fall down on, on this? Experiences versus education. You gotta have both, but I'm going to take experience and proven problem solving over anything else. Can you solve a problem? Can you find a problem that's actually a problem and solvable? And can you come up with a solution? Can you work with people? All this goes into it. What you don't want to do is what some one guy I know does, and he's basically unemployable. He ha comes up with the old Hegelian dialectic. What's a Hegelian dialectic? Problem, reaction, solution. He finds a problem, manages the reaction, which is usually an overreaction and hysteria, and then he manages the solution, and it's always his solution. You, you don't want to be one of those people. Problem, reaction, solution. You want to act professionally. You want to hire people with experience. You want to gain experience. That's you're able to gain education. That's how you're going to win that safety war that we're all fighting every day. For safety wars, this is Jim Pozel. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.